What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Plus One Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Newton. And as always, I appreciate you guys joining us for another episode. Remember, guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a like on Spotify or a review um, over on Apple as well. We really appreciate all of you guys for listening in and leaving reviews for us. It really helps the podcast grow. Um, and on top of that, guys, if what you are finding is valuable, please go share it with a friend. Uh, we would greatly appreciate reaching as many people as possible as we grow the show and as we try to help implement some of these things on diet and exercise into your daily routine and lifestyle. So if you know a friend that could use some help, please send them the podcast and let us know. With that being said, um, it is good to be back. I have actually uh, not thrown up a podcast episode in about three weeks now. Um, a little bit of that is poor planning on my part. The other half of that is uh, I was in Hawaii on my uh, makeup honeymoon from last year. It was my wife and I's one-year anniversary, February 27th. And uh, February is a very busy month for the two of us. We tend to uh, try to stack everything into one month. It is my birthday on February 9th. It's my wife's birthday on February 22nd, and then immediately following that, it's our anniversary on February 27th. So we uh, we took a little two-week hiatus over to the great islands of Hawaii, and man, if you have not been to Hawaii, guys, I highly, highly recommend that all of you guys book a trip out there, go see all of the islands and what they have to offer. There's just so much to do if you like to be outside and the weather was absolutely perfect while we were out there. So couldn't ask for a better honeymoon slash vacation. Um, they make it really hard to want to leave Hawaii um, between the poke bowls, the acai bowls, the coffee. Um, it's just it's just different out there, guys. So highly recommend going out there and uh, visiting Hawaii and do a helicopter tour. I think that was actually one of the best things that my wife and I did. We actually went um, to the island of Kauai and we did the helicopter tour over Kauai because little known fact that we learned 70% um, of that island uh, has not been touched by man. Uh, you can't really get to it. So only 30% of that island is actually um, inhabited by humans. And uh, it was really cool to be able to kind of go inside of the old volcano. Uh, we were able to see where the Jurassic Park um, movie was filmed at the waterfall there on Kauai and uh, it was just such an amazing experience to see the coastline there and get inside of a volcano from a helicopter and uh, that might have been one of my best um, experiences while out there. Uh, we also did the road to Hana on Maui which was absolutely beautiful. Um, a little nerve-wracking at times because it is a one-lane um, road all the way around Maui but definitely worth it if you have a day where you just want to drive around and, and see the coastline and all that has to offer and make stops at different waterfalls and beaches. Um, truly amazing there. And then um, for all my golf fans out there, if you're a guy, um, if you're on Maui and you get a chance to go play the plantation course at Kapalua, um, do it. Don't think twice about it. Spend the money. Um, I was able to actually play on a Sunday. And it just so happened that there is a really, really famous person who used to be a former president of the United States that was playing right behind me. 
Um, and, and that was President Barack Obama. He actually had the tea time right after me when I went and played in Hawaii at the plantation course. And it was pretty funny because I've never, I've been pushed by a lot of people that play behind me in golf, but I've never had the president or former president of the United States uh, be the one to push me and tell me I need to play faster in my foursome. So that was pretty neat to have, uh, to have him playing behind us and just to kind of see him. We got a little uh, aloha from him after the round. Um, I really wanted to compare scorecards just to see uh, who was the better golfer, but uh, Secret Service would not let me ask him that question. So uh, we will never know. Maybe uh, maybe next time I go play, he'll be there again and uh, we'll become pals, who knows. But, um, but yeah, that was a pretty cool experience as far as uh, playing golf out there with the views. And for me, being a big golfer, I love to see new courses that the PGA plays on. That is a dream of mine to actually um, play one of almost, well, how should I say this? It is a dream of mine to play a hundred of the top golf courses in the U S and, and granted uh, that's always changing with new courses being built and uh, perspective of what top 100 list you look at. Um, but I would definitely say I have a good start. I I have 20 on my list knocked off. So, uh, you know, year by year, we'll just keep knocking on the door and, and crossing those off. So, but um, you guys are actually not here to listen to me probably discuss my wonderful vacation in Hawaii because that could probably be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But today's topic, to be honest, guys, um, I made a post earlier today uh, on Facebook and in the Facebook group. And basically, the premise of what I posted was you know, a calorie is a calorie. And what I mean by that in reference to the post that I made, and I'll read it all for you guys in case you didn't see it. Um, I stated burning fat as your energy source is not the same as losing fat. Keto and other low carb diets sell you on the thought you will lose more fat because you are burning fat as your energy source. That's simply not true. A calorie is still a calorie. By definition, a calorie is a measurement of the amount of energy we obtain from food and then expend through physical activity. And so if you are still eating in a caloric surplus, you will still gain weight. And my premise of this was not to try to argue with anybody about whether keto is the best diet or not, or low carb is better than um, higher carb. I'm a firm believer that you should have carbs if you enjoy carbs. I'm a firm believer that if you enjoy the ketogenic diet and you have felt your best and looked your best while doing the ketogenic diet, then I'm really happy for you that you figured out what diet is the best diet for you. I'm not here to argue that. I get into arguments with people who try to claim that carbs are bad for you. I hate people that try to claim that a certain food group is bad for you for whatever the reason is that is bad for you because we have seen numerous times if you do your research and you talk to people about what their diets are, especially people in the fitness community, so many of us eat carbs. And now we're seeing more and more people also do keto because it's becoming really popular. And so there's nothing wrong with that. There's always room for us to explore new ways to get the best out of ourselves, to figure out what diet works best with our body. But trying to trick people, so to speak, within the marketing of you can lose more fat because you're burning fat as your energy source is simply wrong. A calorie is simply a calorie. Okay. And granted, there are going to be some of you that are listening to this and you're going to be like, well, 
not all calories are made the same. You're absolutely correct. I agree with you 100%. Not all calories are the same in the sense that some calories are made up of more micronutrients. And so, and really what we're actually getting there, to be honest, let me correct that real quick. Um, a calorie is a calorie in the sense that when you look at protein and carbs, one gram of protein or carbs is going to net four calories. That is that, no matter where you get it from. And fats, one gram of fat is going to net nine calories. So now that we have that out of the way, that's factual, that's science. Like there's nothing else to say about the macro, the three major macronutrients and their caloric input. What we are saying though is when you eat a certain food, so let's just use avocados um, as a fat source. When you eat an avocado, okay, that is going to be a really healthy fat source for you. We're not arguing that. And inside of that avocado, there are probably more components that have a better macro, micro, sorry, micronutrient uh, property. So you're going to have micronutrients that your body needs in order to start to thrive compared to, um, let's use um, really high oils. Now, granted, oil is a limited amount of oil is okay as a fat source, but having excess oils in your dinners can ultimately lead you to eating in a caloric surplus. And there are not as many micronutrients in some oils. So therefore, when you're comparing avocados to oils, you are going to get some things in avocados that you cannot get in oils. And so we're talking about making up a diet that is made up of both really high quality macronutrients and getting micronutrients as well inside of that diet. And simply stated, uh, think of eating more fruits and vegetables. Those are going to have more of your micronutrients in them. When you have really high quality protein, lean animal protein sources, you're going to get more uh, essential amino acids in those lean protein sources than you would in say getting a plant-based diet. Um, I know there's a big kick right now with people who are talking about going vegetarian and you can get all the protein sources that you need from a plant-based diet. Um, no, you actually cannot. If you're on a plant-based diet, you are missing out on some key amino acids that are found in meats. Um, that has actually been shown to be proven. Now, you can still eat plant-based and then supplement with some of those and that would be fine. But long-term plant-based um, diets, I think, really lack some of the key amino acid properties that you need in your diet that you can only get from meat sources, uh, especially if they're really clean, organic meat sources. So um, just trying to put all this stuff together for you guys in a very simplistic way, not trying to get bogged down in all the rabbit holes of science because we can go out there and we can find all the information that we want uh, to basically defend our stance that we feel like is best. But we, what we have to understand is whatever your stance may be about whatever diet works best for you, that is your stance and that works best for you and your body.
what works best for you and your body does not necessarily always mean it'll work best for me and my body. So don't always push what will work best for somebody else just because it worked for you. Always feel free to share what has worked best for you and the practices that you've used, but don't try to think that what works for you is going to work for them and be that kind of person that's like, oh, you have to do this because I lost 30 pounds while I did it. Well, that's really good. And we, we cheer for you for being able to lose that amount of weight. But it doesn't mean that the other person's lifestyle and the way that they live is going to be best for them. Um, somebody that is highly stressed, right? Um, that is chronically stressed, both physically and mentally. When you take out all of the carbs out of their diet, um, I'm a firm believer that when you take away some of those carbs, which has actually been shown to downregulate cortisol levels, um, that could actually be a bad thing or for somebody to be on a low carb diet whenever they're very stressed, um, then they're doing intermittent fasting and they're never actually resting or they're never actually practicing any type of relaxation. Um, those people actually, I think, need more carbs in their life so that they can start to downregulate uh, cortisol and upregulate melatonin. That has been shown to really help people late at night who have high elevation of cortisol. So that diet of say low carb with somebody that is chronically stressed is not a good diet for them. I think that you need to actually look at all of the factors that go on inside of your day-to-day -day life and then start to look at what diet pairs best with your lifestyle. If you're somebody that is very short on time all the time and it's very hard for you to probably wake up early in the morning because you just have to get that extra hour of sleep um, and you don't enjoy breakfast, absolutely. Hey, go, go do intermittent fasting. But when you do intermittent fasting, just realize you still need to eat the appropriate amount of calories inside of your day. So if you just shrink your window with an intermittent fasting protocol to 16, eight, and you have eight hours to fit in 2,300 calories, that can be really difficult. Or what ends up happening is you're like, man, I need 2,300 calories. How the hell am I going to get all of that from really clean calories? Well, that's when you probably start to fall off track a little bit. And then the calories that you are getting from certain foods are not as nutrient dense as others. And so we're trying to piece all of this together and make it make sense. And what we have to keep remembering is everybody needs to figure out the foods they enjoy, the foods that work best for them, how many calories that they should be eating based around their activity level and their lifestyle. And most of all, what can you sustain for a long period of time? If you cannot sustain a diet that makes you really happy, that you enjoy, that you don't feel like you're leaving things out that you want to enjoy, it's not the best diet for you. And so I stand by my, uh, my point that a calorie is a calorie and no matter what diet that you're on, there needs to be a healthy balance of adequate protein, good fats, and if you enjoy carbs, have the damn carbs that you want to. If you don't like carbs, they don't work for you for some reason, uh, then don't have the carbs. You know, Switch to a ketogenic diet that works well for you. Um, but at the end of the day, just know that when you are trying to burn fat and you're using fat as an energy source because you are not eating carbs, that does not mean that you will actually lose more fat.
okay? Because I want to tune you guys into something that works here in the body. If you're using fat as your energy source, that means you have to actually eat more fat in order to have more energy to be burned. So again, yes, you may be burning more fat because you're not eating carbs, but you are also then taking in more fat in order to create more energy. So don't be confused. Don't sit here and let other people tell you that you can shrink the fat cells away by eating more fat. Um, it's just a matter of where are you getting your calories in to then have enough energy to expend throughout your day to make sure you feel your best and most optimal. So I hope that this podcast helped you guys. I hope it clarified some things for you all. Um, as always, give us a like if you enjoyed this episode. Hope to see you all back next week. And remember, um, be kind to one another, spread love, spread some joy in somebody's life. And uh, most of all, be supportive of those around you. Have a great day. Signing off.